Hello. Welcome. You are tuned in to KAPL. And this is my show. No, our show. The, the Lord's show, most importantly. This is Peter John. And yes, I'm live. <laughs> yeah, I even have a cheering section out there. <laughs> I This is a live program, believe it or not. I'm still on earth by the Lord's mercy, and I just am glad to be alive, aren't you? And uh, so, you are tuned in to the radio show we were doing before I took a little uh, siesta, and now we're doing it again. And we get to talk about the gospel and about Jesus and about the body of Christ. And I love doing that. But today, I really don't know what I'm going to talk about. So I invited my dad to come on the air. Hey, Dad. Peter John. Good to have you back on the air and back in the studio. It is a great, great, great blessing it's an answer to prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. It's wonderful. I can't disagree with any of that. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. Again, I, I, I'm planning on doing a few things maybe next week. I don't even know what I'm going to do today except thank the Lord for his goodness. And I also want to thank the folks for their prayers. Yes. And I want to thank you, Dad. Um, you know, guys, I don't think you know this, but I've been in the hospital for I don't know how many weeks, and every day there was my old man. <laughs> there was my pop for I don't know how many hours every day. I wasn't even a, a, awake, so I don't even know. But there he was praying for me. That's why I'm here, because you and my wife and my dad were praying for me. Prayer is powerful. So... I want to say thanks, Dad. Oh, my. It, it, it was a privilege. It's a joy. And I couldn't have been more blessed just being there and, and watching the Lord work mm. through you. I mean, things were coming out, especially <laughs> before anything else was coming out sensible or, or <laughs> understandable. You would pray, and we would pray. And the prayers, you know, were just supernatural i mean they were they were coherent they have to be because i'm here i mean the lord answered our prayers yeah but i mean the prayers flowing through you oh okay. you were actually engaged in prayer at first it was just amen and you would say amen early on this was like in week two you'd say amen amen and um at the right time in other words it wasn't just amen randomly or routinely or rotely it was at the right time and so it was then that I knew that your spirit, even though the the mind was a little bit uh, a little disengaged, bit. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit was being built up and expanded every day. You know, you know, it's interesting, Peter, that you say that prayer w- w- was the key and is the key, and I I couldn't agree with you more. We have a situation today where the front page of the New York Daily (laughs) News, the front page, in light of 14 people being gunned down by two Muslims who went in fully prepared, armed to the teeth, with 
all kinds of ammunition in the garage of their own home and pipe bombs and all the rest. They went into a rampage, jihad, there in San Bernardino. A married couple. A married couple. And, uh, you know, he went to Saudi Arabia to pick her up. And to marry her there and to spend time in Saudi Arabia, which was the home of all except for one of the 9 11, uh, you know, uh, hijackers of the airplanes and, and that were involved in the taking down of the Twin Towers. Anyway, the front page of the Daily New York Daily News today was, you know, prayers don't matter. Or, no, 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 pardon me. I, I need to correct that. God won't fix this. Yeah, that's what it was. God won't fix this. And their rap was all of these people, uh, you know, that are running for president on the Republican side, other people of, of fame or notoriety or who have a platform, were all tweeting, you know, how their prayers and thoughts go to the victims' families and to the people of San Bernardino County. And that was the headline of today in the New York Daily News was to say, God won't fix this. The whole article or their headline story, it's in a tabloid form. So it's the entire cover of the tabloid of the New York uh, Daily News, a paper that circulates in the multiplied millions, was God won't fix this in response to or in reacting against those that were saying, um, our prayers are with you and our thoughts are with you. That's where we're at in the country today. God won't fix this. And they went on to call that particular newspaper for fixing it by gun control, by taking guns away from people and not by identifying the problem, not by even acknowledging that it's Islam, not by dealing with what is reality, but rather by saying, we got to disarm the good guys, if you would. And this is workplace violence, more than likely. And above all, get God out of it. Don't talk about prayer. Don't bring up prayer. There's no place for prayer in all of this. And I was astounded by that in light of what you're saying right here. Because on the other side of the coin, you're sitting here saying, God did fix this. <laughs> God is fixing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Um, I don't understand why we are so desirous, why we are so quick to try to kick God out of the equation mm. when it's obvious we have issues in our country mm -hmm. and it's obvious that we need more of God. Whoever he might be, we know who he is, mm -hmm. but we need to be in search mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. Why are we so quick to defend our, not only our hedonism, but also other religions? Yes. Why do you think that is, Dad? I think it's because other religions, well, Jesus put it this way, all others are thieves and murderers or killers. Jesus said something that's extremely incorrect politically in today's culture <laughs> he, he said he, i'm shocked <laughs> yeah he said he's the way and no man comes to the father but by him jesus said all others are thieves and murderers 
and they've snuck in or tried to sneak into the fold, but they're exposed. So to me, the, the, the thing is, is that in the embracing of, of all other religions, philosophies, and everything else, except for the true and living God as revealed by and through his son, Jesus the Christ, is a truly demonic, satanic deception. In fact, they ran a lot of tweets uh, in, the, in the media papers of, of things that are being tweeted about. And they ran the tweets of what ISIS is tweeting. Of course, they're celebrating and, and they're you know, identifying with this whole America is burning movement, that they're burning up America. But all of the tweets where the tweeter would say Allah, it was translated into English in our uh, papers and media as God. God. There's a great deception there. Allah is not God, the God of the Bible, and the God of the Bible is not Allah. But you see, it's so sneaky and tricky to start to say, well, Allah is just an Arabic mm-hmm. a term uh, for the English word God or the Hebrew word Yahweh or what have you. And, and so Satan's been behind this whole thing to confuse. G.K. Chesterton said this, didn't he? He said, if a man doesn't believe in God, talking about the God of the Bible, he said, it's not that he believes nothing, but rather he'll believe anything. <laughs> you know. And when you don't believe in God, the God of the Bible, and say that we have his word, in a book that he entrusted into our hands and we can see it worked out in the incarnation of himself in Jesus Christ. When you reject that and deny that, you'll believe anything, you'll believe everything but but the truth. Hmm. So to me, it's a, it's a tricky thing of, of Satan who, Paul said, transforms himself into an angel of light. He appears to be an angel of light, and he tricks people. That's why we need this book, Peter John. I, I, see, I see exactly what you're saying, because in our culture today, um, it's almost as though everybody is being accepted and received, and that's, that's okay. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying we should have a, 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 a religious war. Mm-mm. I'm not asking. Jesus never asked for that. Mm-mm. Nobody that really understands the New Testament asks for that. Mm -hmm. But I also see that if you do proclaim the gospel, um, then there is a lot of um, scorn or animosity. Mm -hmm. If you don't accept just the gospel, if you say all of these things are so, that's where it seems like the acceptance is Mm -hmm. at today. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have a feeling, Dad. Mm -hmm. I just have a feeling. A hunch. A hunch. Things are going to change, not the whole country, perhaps, but I don't know how it's going to be, but I think my kid's generation or somebody like that is going to have a revival Mm. where they're going to say, I'm tired of this political correctness. Mm -hmm. I already see it in Bailey and and her friends. Mm -hmm. I see something where it's even better than me because I'm a little bit politically correct sometimes. I understand that. And the Lord will continue to work with Mm. me on that. But they don't care about political correctness. Interesting. You know, that's they, interesting they, to me. They they kind of scorn it. In fact, I'm a little embarrassed for my political correctness. Really? Yeah. And 
I don't know if that's just Bailey, but I have a feeling that she has a group of people. Mm. And if that's true, I would like to think that that's perhaps um, a, a sign that the Lord has some people in the next generation ready mm. to go ahead and proclaim the gospel, you know, as it is. So I'm not without hope looking at, at the next generation, even though there's a lot of bad stuff going on right now. That's really interesting to me. She's more Bailey and even Sadie, but but Sadie's more low-key. Bailey, which is good because she's more like me, but Bailey is much more, quote, orthodox, quote, fundamental than I am. Mm. And I salute her for that. You know, it's an interesting thing that you use that term, uh, orthodox, fundamental, <laughs> because... Pope Francis, three days ago, declared after, in light of or responding to some questions about the massacre in Paris. Yeah, I saw this. He said, interestingly enough, he says, these are uh, radical fundamentals, fundamentalists, he said, of the jihadists, of the Islamic uh, terrorists that mowed down, that did in 130 plus people in Paris. And then he said, we have our fundamentalists too in the Catholic Church. And he says, there's fundamentalists in Christianity as well. And what he was doing, Peter John, is he was saying the real enemy is not Islam and what the Quran clearly, powerfully, irrefutably proclaims. It's the religion of the sword. It's always been called that until political correctness set in. But now it's fundamentalists, whether they're Christian fundamentalists, yeah. whether they're Islamic fundamentalists or whatever else or whoever else. The problem is we got, according to the Pope, I kind of missed the Pope before him. Yes. Do you? Or ben, is that, am I out of no, line by saying that? No. Benedict was was a conservative. Was he forced to resign? I believe that. I believe they made him. They, it was for, He was the only Pope, you know, in the last 500 years to resign. Yeah. Nobody's ever done that. No one's. Yeah. It's been 500 years since a Pope resigned or set, stepped I down. I think that somebody told him to or made Something him. went on there because Francis is... Very, very uh, congenial. He's very uh, kind. There's some good things. Yes, but but it's all part of a package yeah. in which, you know, there's a political correctness about him, and he's not orthodox. So how do you think they got the Pope to step down? I mean, he's a pop. <laughs> he's a pretty powerful guy, Benedict. Yeah. Do you have any <sighs> thoughts about that? I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you. I love taking my I show can, in different directions. I can tell you, yes. I can tell you what the rumors were. Yeah. I I can tell you what the speculation Give was. Give us a rumor. You know, there was a lot of people that were high up who let it be known that Benedict was going to be publicly called out for allowing certain cardinals and bishops 
to remain on their post or in their place after having been charged with uh-huh. uh, pedophilia uh-huh. or, or sexual abuse. That he was one of those that was allowing or perhaps even enabling or, if not that, ignoring what was brought to him 10, 20, 30 years ago concerning a number of powerful, uh, prestigious priests, particularly bishops and some cardinals, of a cover-up of their uh, problems, you know, in the whole sexual abuse thing. And when that was brought out and brought up, he felt it was just better to step down, to step back, to step away, more than to have him be dragged through this whole thing that has plagued the Catholic Church in recent years. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a great possibility of that kind of uh, blackmail, really, or or pressure, uh, to put it more, you know, kindly, um, for him to step down. Yeah. And at least it was one of the things. Maybe it was like four or five things, but that would have been a big one. Do you know, have you heard something else? No, I haven't heard any. I mean, because I haven't been looking either, but... I thought you would know. Well, you you might have heard, but <laughs> forgot. <Yeah. laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. No, you. Of course just you are. You. Just kidding. You. <laughs> no, I I liked Benedict. That's yes. the thing. Yep. I'm not a big Catholic f- fan. I mean, yep. I, there's good things about it, and yep. just like any other church, there's yep. other things. Yeah. But I really liked him, and I was yep. I was bummed a little bit when he stepped down. He was a scholar. Now most people were happy when he stepped down. Right. I wasn't, but... The, the, the challenge with Benedict was he didn't have the charisma, the personality of John Paul II. Yeah. I mean, John Paul II was the skiing pope. Yeah. He was the poet pope. He was the young person's pope and, until he wasn't. He, you know, he got... Right. He was... Lost his mind. He was shot. Yeah. <clears throat> and <clears throat> survived the assassination attempt, but it had severe repercussions on his health and his health deteriorated. And, and he stayed on was very sickly and, you know, couldn't really function very well. And he was asked, why are you staying on? I mean, why would you in this condition towards the last few years of his life when he could, he couldn't hold his head up, you know, he, Mm. he was slouched down. He had to be uh, wheeled about. He was, you know, drooling at the mouth, literally, and all of that. And people said, why would you be staying on? And he said, because he says, I'm a pastor. And my people, he says, need to know not only how to live, but how to die. (laughs) (laughs) You know, beautiful, beautiful. You know, I I, I know that I might be, quote, embarrassing myself, close quote, or I might be, uh, you know, a a sad, sorry sight. I'm not in top shape. I'm not in top shape. I used to be the skiing pope and the youth pope and all that. And now I'm not. But he goes, but my people need to know how to die. That's the heart of Paul and Peter yes. and these other guys. Now, Dad, if, if somebody has a friend that I'm sure most of us do, that are in the Catholic Church, or many people do, what would be your advice to that person who wants to witness to their friend, to the, the person they know that's in the Catholic Church, who probably already is a Christian, but not for sure, mm-hmm. you know, it might not be, mm-hmm. just like anybody else. But mm-hmm. what would be your advice or your counsel to somebody that maybe has a husband or a father or um, a neighbor that's in the Catholic church? Do you think that they should just let them 
be? Mm. Or do you think they should try to bring them over to Applegate or to an evangelical kind of church? Yes. <laughs> Both. Okay. All of the above. And here's what I here's what I mean by that. From my perspective, I like to treat my Catholic brothers and sisters, my Catholic friends, as though they are truly born again, spirit-led, Bible-believing Christians. And when I engage them in conversation, I don't say, let's talk about your your view on Mary. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't do that. I What I like to do is just enjoy fellowship with them. Okay. You know, just talk about what I'm excited about, what I've been reading, what I'm challenged by, what I'm convicted of, what I'm thrilled about, what I'm glad for, just to talk to them and treat them like like I would treat the, 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 the most mature brother or sister here at Applegate, let's say, just, just in that same way. Do you treat them like uh, you would treat a Buddhist or do you treat them like a brother or sister? It's, it's, that's a great question. I treat them like a brother or sister, and I assume that they are. Okay. The, the hope is that they'll start to perhaps, if they're not being um, matured or fed or growing in their local Catholic church, that they would see something in us, or, or if, it's, if I'm the one engaged, something in me that would cause them to have a, a hunger for, for what I've discovered to be so essential, which is the Word of God and walking in a personal relationship with the Lord. So, you know, more than trying to, to, to convert them over or to, you know, uh, pull them in, I, I, just, I just want to treat them on the highest level. And hopefully, if they're not, let's say they might not even be born again yet, right. whatever, they're going to say, wow, there's something, there's something about John or about whoever it is, yeah. that that it's, it's, it's different than what I'm experiencing. Because there's a lot of Christians, and I bet even in our own church, Dad, that <clears throat> think that they're all going to hell. Right. And it comes out, it comes out in the inner, you can see it on Facebook and stuff like that. that right. They think the whole thing is going to hell. Right. And, and I didn't, I don't really believe that. No. The Catholic Church, I believe, has hundreds of millions of Born again yeah. believers, Jesus lovers, yeah. uh, that will definitely be there in heaven, and, and yet because of the sheer size yeah. of the Catholic Church, there are also millions and millions and millions that treat it superstitiously. That is the Godfather. I, the God. There you go. You know, if I go, you know, on Christmas yeah. or Easter, and pay money and pay money. You know what I mean. And uh, have a picture of, of, of Mary or Christ on the wall someplace in my house. I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. There's some people like that. There are there are a lot of people like that. <laughs> but the sheer size of the Catholic Church would mitigate that the numbers of that group would be large. But we don't believe, I, I certainly don't, and me, I don't think you do either, that the whole thing is going to hell. No, you, no, no. But there are people that do, and I would like to say I disagree with that. I disagree with that too. Hmm, okay. Firmly and, and vehemently. Now, I do think this, my, my personal opinion, PJ, and you know that I think this, <laughs> and that is after the rapture, unlike any other part of the body of Christ, the Roman church or the Catholic church 
has an infrastructure in place uh-huh. that I believe is going to be usurped by the enemy yes. and part of the end time scenario. But that's after the believers in the Catholic Church are taken up and brought out and on their way to heaven. For example, when the rapture happens, there'll be people at Applegate. I, this breaks my heart. Yeah. But that come here uh, for various reasons, but have never been born again. Yeah. They've never been regenerated. They've never been r- really uh, accepting the gospel in a personal way. They're going to be left behind too. Yeah. But I don't think Antichrist is going to be interested in taking over the facilities of Applegate, so to speak. In other words, we're small fry. We're, 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 a, we're a tiny, dinky little speck. There's, there's, you know, I don't think it's going to go, oh boy, now I get K-Apple. I mean, or oh boy, I get to take over their sanctuary. I, I, the Catholic Church is another story, though. Yeah. They've got a power base politically, financially, uh, organizationally, uh, image-wise in every way that that spans the globe. Uh-huh. There's lots of wealth in it. There's lots of power in it. There's lots of politics in it. So, so that is the system that the Antichrist through and by means of what's called the false prophet is going to, I believe, uh, take control of and utilize in the tribulation period. Mm-hmm. So, so, but that's after the true believers are called out. Mm-hmm. There'll be this structure left behind, this, uh, this and money and, and money and, and land and positions and powers and all those things. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Let's hit a song break and we'll come right back with all kinds of great things. Looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. To the one who sits upon the Harvest 
one of my favorite bands. <laughs> they are? I don't know who they are. Do you know who they are? I kind of know who they are, but I didn't know they were. Are they your... part of the Harvest group from down south, or do you know? Um, actually, it's just, I think it's her name. Her uh, name is Harvest? Harvest Bashta. Yeah. Somebody named their baby Harvest? I, apparently. Well, uh, <laughs> why not? That's a pretty name, I guess. Harvest? Harvey? Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they call her Harvey, but maybe I bet, they you, I bet you her brothers did. <laughs> I bet you her brother, when she was growing up, called her Harvey. Don't you think? I... Harvey's a pretty, that's a 50s name, isn't it? 40s, 50s? Harvey, 40s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't, you very rarely hear that anymore. That's what I was going to say. I don't see a whole lot of Harvey's walking Harvey's. around. Harvey's. <laughs> you know, I was in a high school play called Harvey. You, you were in a play? Yeah. Senior play. You were actor. I was I an actor. I could see how you were. I just yeah. didn't know. In fact, I got to wear a great big giant tattoo on my arm before tattoo. I'm, I'm kind of on the cutting edge. Yeah. Now that I think about it. You know, I was way ahead of the trend. I had a big tattoo. Yeah. And it was a big tattoo on my left arm, giant. And it was a heart with an arrow going through <laughs> it that said, Mom. M-O-M. Mom. I played a hard guy. You did? Yeah. I was the, I was the hard guy with the gruff voice. I was the orderly. <laughs> they gave you that part. <laughs> they gave me that part. <laughs> Why? Because I tried out for it. <laughs> <laughs> did your mom like it? The, the tattoo? Yeah. Or the play? The oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, you know how moms are. Yeah. But even though you were the hard guy, she still liked it. Oh, yeah. Because she's a pretty... Because I had a tattoo that said mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess. <laughs> she. She's. A, yeah, I could see her liking that. Now, you were in a play. I was. I was Peter the Apostle. You. Were... I think. See, you, so... were, you were Peter the Apostle and I was a hard guy, <laughs> orderly. It just goes to show irony. It goes... I would. I wasn't really into the scriptures as much as I should have been back then. Yeah, but you were. <laughs> no, I wasn't. It was my sophomore year, I think, Your or, sophomore. Something, or something like that. So, Peter John, you were kind to invite me to come in today, and and we've been sharing and chatting. Thank but goodness. I want to ask you a question or two. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> as you are are. We've talked about this a lot, you know, in the last probably 10, 12 days or so, the progress has been miraculous and exponentially heightening in a way that, well, even your doctor, what did he say, your brain surgeon yesterday when you went in for a, you know, a a visit with your brain surgeon? Yeah, I got to go in yesterday and um, I didn't know what he was going to say. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> but he was a great guy. Um, what's his name, Dad? Oh, we don't Doctor, know. Doctor Dr. <laughs> Jekyll? Mr. Hyde. <laughs> but he was a great guy, a um, little bit older than me, not much. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was amazed at the progress that, that I've made. He didn't expect it. He expected where I'm at now to be in a year or more, mm-hmm. if ever, mm-hmm. if ever. So um, he was really, he had never done a surgery like he did on mine, mm-hmm. on my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had never done anything like that before, even though he was an experienced doctor. I don't, He's the best. Yeah, he is the best, even though he lives, he chooses to live here. Mm-hmm. Um, and people come here just to, to uh, you know, be under his surgery, his knife. But um, 
he was he was shocked to see how well I'm doing. And, um, and I gave credit to God and he didn't disagree. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know where he's walking with God or not, but, um, he was amazed and, and I am amazed, but at the same time, I know how many people are praying Mm -hmm. for me. I know that I have loads of prayers going up for me the past five or six weeks. So Mm -hmm. I'm shocked, but I'm not, but he was completely shocked Mm -hmm. and happy. And, and believed it was a, a, a miracle. Could you say it from was God, a miracle? He, yeah. He, yeah. He, I don't know where he's at, but he even gave credit to God for how quickly I've been able to come around a bit on this. You know, I, I after your, your first surgery, you know, uh, they were telling us that he was saying that the most abscesses he's ever seen in a brain was five. You had over 20. <laughs> and the largest one was in your speech center, and it was the size of an egg. And so, I mean, the thought initially when the first surgery was done uh, that, you know, there was just all kinds of questions. Would you ever be able to talk again or or, or even worse than that? And and so he had said, and all of my, you know, he's been a surgeon for many, many years, and he's considered the best. He really is. Um, one of the best, really, on the West Coast. And he said, um, you know, I've never seen anything like this before. And you had 20 plus, you know, 20 that were easily noticed. And these abscesses, there can be many more that are not as easily noticed, but 20 easily noticed and, and many large ones. So he was just absolutely astounded, uh, you know, at the at the amount of abscesses that were in your brain, and uh, so it's fun to watch him say, "Wow, how can this be?" Because he was even talking about the possibility of you driving soon again. Well, I brought that up. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't too pumped oh, about that. <laughs> so that's a whole nother story. That's another story. I want to drive, but not. Not quite yet, I don't think, yeah. is kind of the word that I got from him. But, um, so you were in the hospital, you know, for almost seven weeks. Yeah. And then you've been out for several weeks now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have. And, um, I don't remember a lot that went on in the hospital. I don't remember hardly anything. There's a couple things that I, I do remember. Um, I remember my, my beautiful wife coming in sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad being there every time I, open my eyes. Well, I don't know if you were there. It seemed like you were there every time yeah. I opened my eyes. And yeah, and you, you, you gave me that look of, oh, not you again. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I was so, so happy to, to have my, my wife and my dad there. And, um, but at the same time, I don't remember very much. And, you know, could I yeah. interject that? Uh, you know, your, your wonderful wife, is carrying a, a, a load in the sense that she is going to school <laughs> to get ultimately her nurse's degree, mm-hmm. which would be of huge use on so many levels in so many ways. So she was at the hospital all the time and she was going to school still. I, I, I said to her, you need to keep going to school type of thing. Don't, don't back away from that. And so, um, you know, she did that, but that, you know, Mom stepped in, you know, Tambo stepped That's in. Right. And she, her role in this whole time was to uh, be of, of help 
uh, t- to the kids. That's you right. know what I mean? She was with, that was her role. You know, um, Amanda's role, my role was to be with you. Right. Um, Mom's role was to allow that to happen for Amanda to a, to a larger degree by... To a huge degree. By taking the kids and, and uh, you know, being with them. And that was just, you know, a pleasure for her. And it was a greatly valued thing for, for all of us involved in the story. And that's why me and my wife both agree that the Lord had us move up here, knowing that this was coming down. You know, I don't think when I moved, I even had issues with my brain. I mean, I did, but not these issues. (laughs) Uh, But but the Lord had us move up here, knowing that this was coming down, knowing that mom, my mom, was ever present Mm -hmm. and anointed and capable of loving my kids and giving them something Mm -hmm. that they'll never lose. Mm -hmm. Giving them insights to life, giving them love, giving them truth from God's word Mm -hmm. that they they will always have in their hearts. Mm -hmm. Not that they still don't have a relationship with my mom, because they do, but now that I'm back and Mm -hmm. things are calming down a little Mm -hmm. bit, it's a little different, but not much. Mm -hmm. But the things that they got when I was in the hospital and my wife was either with me or in the school or Mm -hmm. whatever, um, I know that was ordained. Mm-hmm. I know that that was predestined, mm-hmm. that he wanted them to get something from her. Yes. And that we had her. You know, we weren't in California by ourselves. We weren't with parents that were non believers. Mm-hmm. Um, we had her. Um, I'll never forget that. Yeah. I'll never forget it. You know, it, it, it's, it's a narrative, it's a story that has so many storylines, you know? I mean, so many things that have already from my perspective been clearly revealed but i think are going to be increasingly uh revealed in the days to come you know speaking of that i I know it's really early and i know it's really soon but is there something that you're saying this i'm beginning to see um uh you know like a polaroid picture in the old days developing slowly this i'm beginning to see developing i'm seeing this part of the picture i'm i'm understanding this part of the story i'm i'm receiving this part of of understanding is is there anything that's presently beginning to develop or are you in the stage of saying hey i know god is good but i don't yet see the developing i know it will but i don't see the developing picture yet how would you how would you answer that or or take a shot at that i would say to both of those yes i would say but um i'm still waiting on what he's gonna do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i don't think we always have to have the answer no you know that you know you you know you've lived that you know that but i'm just sharing right now for my own personal experience at this present time so this is my experience now and there's things i don't understand but i do know more than ever that the lord is with me Mm. i feel him i know him Mm. even though i don't i'm not always comfortable and Mm. i'm i'm in pain sometimes like a lot of people but when it comes to the lord i i think that that there's a um an innocence to my relationship mm. with him that I've never had before. Mm-hmm. It's always been mm-hmm. good. It's been deep in mm-hmm. some ways, but mm-hmm. it's always, there's always been 
um, agendas and mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. motivations and things. Now it's just, Lord, I love you, even though I don't understand, even though I don't even pray as much as I should because mm-hmm. I'm sleeping or or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I do pray a lot, but um, I just sense His closeness, even though I don't understand everything that I'm, that I'm going through. But I think that. Maybe a lot of people don't understand everything they're going through. I think life has a lot of questions that we have until heaven. Yeah. And then when we yeah. get to heaven, we'll go, oh, oh, now, now I, I see. see. Yes. You know? And I think the Bible makes that clear to us. Yep. It's through a glass dimly right now yes. in some ways. And the advantage of that, Peter John, and I think this fits into this, when a person is in that place when you really don't see the picture, the big picture, or even a part of the picture, or any of the picture, whatever it might be, that's the only time where faith mm. really kicks in. We walk by faith and not by yes. sight. Yes. So if I have insight, yes. and I love to have insight, <laughs> or if I can see, and I would rather see, you know, but if those things are in play, insight or seeing reasons why, that's wonderful. And that comes either in this life or as you're saying in heaven. But if I don't have those things, that's the time when I walk by faith. Yes. And there's something that you're articulating that my own heart is going, oh, that's so cool. It's childlike faith. It's simple faith. It's profound faith. It's not head faith, it's heart faith. Yes. Where in your heart, you're saying, I don't understand um, the reasons yet, but I feel his presence and I'm at peace in just, if you would, resting under his wing and nestling up in that place of simplicity and sincerity and childlike faith. You know. Yes, that's exactly how I feel what you just said. Um, I know other people have said things about what I've been through and saying, oh, I can see God doing this. And mm-hmm. and I'm glad for mm-hmm. that. And I think he's using that in their lives mm-hmm. to help them um, for, as far as a testimony or, or, or whatever. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. For me, there's a lot. It's, it's kind of um, ambiguous, but I'll tell you what. Paul wasn't kidding when he said that if we pray, that God will give us a peace that passes, passes understanding. And that's what I have. A peace that passes. Un- that's what I have. You know, and I, I think that's so great. You know, if we get peace that comes from understanding, down the road, sooner or later, we tend to argue, <laughs> debate, yeah. say, okay, but what about, or I got it, Lord, but how come you know we so the lord i think just lovingly sometimes says i'm going to bypass your brain because if it comes from understanding your mind will kick in in such a way that you'll debate constantly i'm going to give you a piece that as you're saying peter john passes understanding it goes right into your heart absolutely it keeps your it's it's in your heart it's not that's where it's at that's where it's at the peace in your heart let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. That's it. You know, I love it. My brain, I love it. I, love it. I can even, my brain has lots of questions and yeah. yet they're, 
they're not, nothing is, is, is pressing me. Nothing is crushing me as far as questions because God gives me his peace. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always loved the Lord. I've always known the Lord, but this mm-hmm. is a new aspect in my relationship with the Lord as far as not knowing a lot, um, growing in my, even my consciousness of, of, of what's going on. But the Lord um, has enveloped me with a peace these last few weeks that is unique that I've never had before. And so I'm excited um, just to be alive. Yes. You know, if, yes. whether the Lord wants to use me, great. I mean, he will, and he has. Mm-hmm. If he wants to use me to preach or not to preach or to write a book or, you know, be a janitor or whatever, that's great. But um, today I'm just enjoying his presence. Um, mm-hmm. And even when I'm not praying as much as I should be, which I do like to pray, but I still feel his peace. Mm-hmm. And I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Don't you think in a way that when the Lord takes a person through what he's taken you through, there's a wonderful setting all the dials back to zero. I don't mean zero negatively. I agree. But I mean getting rid of all the stuff that was perhaps maybe even cluttering up in my life some things. I It's just back to Lord... No, I don't care where you have me or what I do. I just am thankful for you. It's, I, it's a, I think you just hit it, Dad. I think now I know why I've gone through it. Gone, <laughs> I, did, I mean, that's at least one of the reasons. And yeah. I've never heard that before mm. or thought of that myself. But now that you say that, the Lord has used this to clear out a lot of clutter mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad. It mm-hmm. was just theology mm-hmm. and, and it was good because mm-hmm. I've been a Bible teacher for 20 years, but he's resetting me kind of. Resetting. You know, he's, it's almost 40 and he's saying, I think he's saying time to go to, to ground zero, so to speak. Let's, let's start over. And I've never, I'm just thinking out loud right now, yeah. but I think that's a huge part of what I'm going through, what you're saying. And keep in mind, too, if I could add this thought. You can. Uh, Forty years, they wandered in the wilderness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the 40th year, they entered into a whole new dimension. Now, the Lord was with them in the wilderness. They saw miracles. They heard his voice audibly. They were on course according to what God had ordained. But I think there's something really special about the number 40. I really do. Um, it's, it's the number of renewal. It's the number of uh, regeneration. They, a new generation went into the promised land after being in the wilderness. And I think you can expect in this 40th year of your life, you know, after this, this trial that you've been through and after this thing that you've gone through, to enter into a whole new dimension of spirit-filled life. Just beautiful fruit of the spirit, enjoying the Lord. Listen, um, I had, we have only 10 minutes or less left. If you would like to call in, I'd like to open the phone. I kind of hijacked this. Sorry, Peter John. No, you didn't. I Forgive gave it me. to you. Uh, give us a ring. I'd uh, love to hear from you if you have a comment to make. Um, we'd ask that you'd kind of keep the comment rather short if possible. But um, love to hear from any of you that might want to call in. We'll take a quick 
maybe like a 30-second song break. Now, our number is 541-899-5275 or 541-899-KAPL because this is K-Apple. So if you'd like, give us a call. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. is Rogue Grace. <laughs> I forgot yeah. for a minute. It's Rogue it's Grace. It's actually my show. I it's forgot. your show, Peter John, and you're tuned in to a live uh, yeah. broadcast of Rogue Grace. We've been airing repeats while Peter's been in recovery, but now PJ's back and we're here and we're opening up the phone lines. 541-899-KAPL. Christy, thank you for calling. Thank you. I am just, I called in and talked to her, I think it was Emily anyway, and said this, but I thought what an opportunity to be able to just tell you guys myself. I am just so blessed. Tears are in my heart. It's of joy. I'm just rejoicing. I'm so excited what the Lord has done in Peter John. He sounds so peaceful, so clear, so healed. So I'm just tickled. I'm so excited. I'm rejoicing in the Lord. This is such a blessing to hear this show today and to hear how you guys are interacting together and to hear how healed and clear Peter John you're just I'm so excited this is a wonderful Mm. answer to prayer from the body wow you just thank you Christy you just made my no matter what the rest of my day holds Mm. you just made my day because Mm. I I some I think the same thing many times and then sometimes I wonder what's going on but to hear you say that reminds me that the Lord is completely in control. Love it, Christy. Thank you so much. Thank you. God Thank you. bless you and give Tim our love too. I will too. Okay. God bless you. Thank you, Christy. Thank you very much. Jacqueline. Jackie, are you online? I am. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. <laughs> Get it, Jacqueline? Yeah, and I are sitting here listening to you guys talk, and it's just such a blessing. I mean, seeing uh, the prayers that have been answered in the last couple months Absolutely. is amazing in, mm-hmm. in Peter John's life and in our lives and all that God is doing and uh, doing it quickly, well, doing a lot of it quickly. Well, Jacqueline, I was out of it. I mean, so I didn't, I didn't even know what was going on for months. And so for your prayers... To go up to God, He's answered mm. them. I don't even know what the outcome would have been had it not been for your prayers. Mm. I know, and it's like the day, the last time I saw you, Peter John, was yeah. when I was uh, uh, like three days before I went in October to mm-hmm. go to a wedding yeah. and fly down there. And, and I asked you to tell your family to pray for our 
reconciliation with our son, and God did it. All and right. then I came back, and you were in brain surgery, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and, and then to see what God was doing, because he takes you to this place when you're in that situation, in a coma or a brain surgery or whatever, uh, we've gone through this with several people, and it's like you're in a different place. You're in a safe place, and everybody else is like, sitting there going, what's going to happen next? But I know God's in control. And he is in control, and the story goes on, Jackie, and I know that Rob and you and me and all of us are going to just see the beautiful unfolding of God's perfect plan in and through PJ and others, too. So thanks, oh, Jackie, so much. And, and uh, teach us to number our days, Lord. Yes, because yes. Because the days are short. Amen. God bless you, Jackie. Give, okay. give Rob my love, please. Love you. 541-899-KAPL. If you'd like to call in with a quick comment or quick question, 541-899-KAPL. Scott, you're on. Hey, Brother John, Brother Peter John. Scott. My wife and I would just want to say it's so cool to see a miracle in our lives with all the crud that's going on in our world. Yes. This is just one of the coolest things. One of the God-blessing things I've ever seen in our lives. And oh. just happy, you know, we're up there in Washington. <laughs> you made we're my just day. happy to be a part of it and be able to pray. And just, I guess, have the world see that prayer really does work like you guys have been talking about. That is a game changer. That is a day maker for me. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I am so happy to hear that. I mean, And Peter, John, I, I want to say you have a spring in your step. You know, we listened to you and listened to you up here, and now you have this spring in your step in your voice that is just unmistakable. Something's changed in your lives, and, you know, it's going to bless all of us, and thanks for going through that. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. That's encouraging and so appreciated. It's, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Get it? Great, Scott. Blessing you guys. Thank you. You just blessed me. Thank you. God bless you, Scott. John, you're on. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What's, I'm what's your so comment? Blessed. Ah, fire away. Uh, are you there? Yeah, fire away, John. Right on. I, I, I'm just so blessed uh, uh, hearing what I'm hearing uh, with you guys. And, um, you know, just wanted to, to, to let you know, Pete, that um, I, too, have gone through, um, in, in a different way, but... Uh, uh, a process where the Lord just um, seemingly takes you back to square one, mm-hmm. and uh, I just wanted to say I, I'm, I've not only been blessed by the fact that for the last you know few years you've been rocking this message of rogue grace, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, I'm horribly excited for you to um, watch the process of you rediscovering the simplistic aspects of grace. Thank you. And um, uh, oh boy, I just I can't tell you what what that has meant in my own life. And uh, boy, I, I just see it as a man a profound work that the Lord. You know, we we so often we look at these things as as setbacks, but man, I I think you're on fast forward. You're mm-hmm. on to something big. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, our, our prayers are with you and and blessings on you. And can't wait to see what the Lord does next. Thank you. You just um, encouraged me greatly. You just gave me insight. I, 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 there's a lot of questions that I could have, 
But when I hear things like that, I'm reminded that the Lord has a plan and a purpose. Because, see, I thought I was, you know, cruising along with uh, Rogue Grace, and I just wrote a book, and, you know, I thought I had the message down. And I'm sure I did, but I think what you're reminding me is that the Lord still wants me to learn and grow, and I'm excited to see what He wants to do. And I already, you know, I already have things in my heart that I've downloaded that I haven't yet shared, but I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, and and, yeah. and so, but I think you're right. I think it's about getting back to the simplicity of His grace once again. Well, well realistically, it's it's where we need to go. We, we do <laughs> as a church, as a as a family, as as people who are. Christ followers, um, I, I I really believe in this day and age that the Lord is taking us all back to just simplicity. So that's bless, well said. Blessings on you. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you, John. Right. I appreciate right. it. And that's going to wrap up today's program. But it's just today's. If the Lord doesn't come back, which He very well could, right, Dad? Absolutely. If He doesn't come back. We'll be back on tomorrow at ten. So if he if the Lord doesn't come back, then you'll come back. That's right. Right? If the Lord doesn't come but back, but if he does come back, I won't come back. Then you won't come back. Yeah. But if he does come back, you'll come back, and more about your comeback. If he does come back, I'm not coming back. No. If did not, I say I'm be in heaven? Yeah. Did I? Did I don't I, know. I thought it. Okay. If, if he does come back, I'm not coming back. If he doesn't come back, then I'll come back. Then you'll come back and talk about your comeback. <laughs> Right? right? Something like Something that. Something like that. Right? <laughs> right. Right? So tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. And you mentioned that you might be going in a... Do you want to Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Out? Thanks, Dad. Uh, I'm going to be... Not tomorrow. Tomorrow I have a few more things I'd like to share about. Just things that I've learned and, or learning and been through and excited about that. And then on Monday, if the Lord doesn't come back, which he... You know what? He might come back this weekend. And then you won't come back. And then I won't come back. Not, not not on the radio. But if he doesn't come back. then If he doesn't come back, then on Monday, I'm going to- You'll s- come back. I'll come back. Unless the Lord- Comes back. Comes back. Or the Lord takes me home. Ooh. <laughs> but I'm not expecting that. Although he could, I'm not going to expect that. But he might. He might. <laughs> he sure might. He almost did. Yeah, you know, he, he could easily. If he takes you home, then you're not going home. Not- you're home in Jacksonville. No, no. But if he doesn't take you home, then, then you're going home. Hopefully. To Jacksonville. Yeah. But if he does take you home, <laughs> then you're not going home. To Jacksonville. To Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did you follow that, guys? Anyways, on Monday, I want to start uh, a study uh, in the book of... <laughs> Jonah. 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 That's what it was. I'm really excited about it. I am. I am excited about it. I know you are. You've been talking about it. I've been so excited about it, I even forgot which book it was for a second. (laughs) But Jonah... You want to write that down on your page? Thank you. Jonah is going to be the book, as far as I know. So, tune in on Monday. Find out. Find out which book we're in. <laughs> It'll be interesting, whatever it is. <laughs> so, anyways, great. Monday. That's great. We'll see. But uh, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. We'll be re-airing this at, I don't know, five, 
three o'clock. And uh, so you can podcast it or uh, download it or all that too, if you want. I love you guys. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your care. All the letters I've gotten. I can't tell you how blessed I am. I just can't tell you, but I can say thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.